0: This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. everybody and welcome to harbor at home. My name is Savannah Alban. I have the privilege of sharing the word of the Lord with you this morning. Now, for the, some of you guys that may or may not know, we're in this series called the Known Series, and we're on this journey together to really discover what does it mean to truly know God, intimately know his nature and to be known by him in a very sincere and open way. Now, I know you know this already, but to be known by God, we already were known by God. He knew us before we were ever in our mother's womb. He thought about us before we were a thought in our parents' mind. And yet, I find sometimes on this journey called life, there are these things, whether it's disappointments, unmet expectation, life pain, these things that begin to distance us from him. And much like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, we're on this journey where God is in the garden of our heart, and he asks us this one question, and that is, where are you? And so as I share with you this morning, I I ask that your heart would be open to that question from the Father. Where are you? In fact, if I had to title this message, anything, it'd be called the sacred ground, because I really believe that the space in our heart is one of the most sacred spaces that we have to have intimacy with a father. In fact, it's not just a, a byproduct of intimacy with him, but I really believe that it's a primary ingredient for being able to see him rightly in his nature. In fact, the word heart is mentioned over a thousand times in the New King James Version. Um, in fact, it's it's much more dynamic than what we know of the heart to be. Now, it comes from the Hebrew from the word lev or levav, which is really essentially the center part of all human existence. It's our mind, our will, and our emotions. In fact, First Samuel sixteen seven, you see the Lord talking to Samuel, and He says, "Hey, I don't judge by the outer appearance." In fact, you can judge by that all you want, but you'll never know the the nature of a true person except for me because I judge by the heart. If we look at the heart and what it means to our natural bodies, you think about a heart, it pumps blood to all parts of our bodies. It pumps oxygen to our brain and needed minerals to our muscles and the list goes on and on. If our heart is unhealthy, it causes us to in return be unhealthy. If our heart isn't pumping, what happens? What happens? We die. And so we have to ask ourselves: if the heart is so important in the natural, then how much more important is it in the spiritual? So why is the heart so important? I want to talk about a couple different points this morning. The heart is our life source, right? It's our compass. If we have a muddy heart, we have a muddied perception of who the Father is, and in return, who people are, who we are, it totally clouds our judgment. Proverbs four twenty to twenty three, the Lord says fill your thoughts with words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words they will impart life and radiant health to the very core of your being. And you've heard this verse before. So it says, so above all guard the affections of your heart for they affect, they affect you for from them is the wellspring of life. You know, Bill Johnson said this quote and I love it. Royalty is my identity. Servanthood is my assignment, but intimacy with the Lord is my life source from it flows all things. Number two, why do I believe that the heart is so important? One, uh, we, we went through it, our life source, it's our compass, but number two, it's one of the greatest commandments. I don't know if you remember that story from Matthew 22, where Jesus was with the Pharisees and they were trying to trick him and, and say, you know, master, what is the most important uh, commandment? Because there's so many important ones. And he said to them, the most important one is to love the Lord your God. I love how the Passion Translation says this. Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with every energy of your being, and with every thought that you have. And then in return, you've got to love your neighbor as yourself, right? So this is so important because God at the end of the day, more than what he wants you to do or who he wants you to be, he wants you to be burning with love for him with every single fiber of your being. Now, we know that Jesus came. He came as a direct line to the father, a direct connect. But even though that pathway is meant to be open, there are things on the inside of our heart that begin to block us from that place. Once again, as I go through this, the the, what is blocking us? I want us to remember that question. Where are you? I believe that one of the things that keeps us blocked is our inability to be taught. Especially if you look at the Pharisees, the life of the Pharisees, so much pride, they knew all the right answers, they knew the scripture references, but they lacked the intimacy with God the Father, and therefore they weren 't willing to be taught. You see Jesus with his disciples um, in matthew thirteen thirteen it says that 's why I teach people using parables he 's talking to his disciples, trying to explain they 're like, "Well God, why are you using these riddles to teach people?" And he says, I teach people using parables because they think they're looking for truth and yet they're what? Their hearts are unteachable. They will never discover it. They will listen to me and fully perceive the message that I speak. And this is a warning. I believe it's a warning to us. He says, the prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they do not understand what I say. They look and pretend to see, but the eyes of their heart are what? They're closed. Their minds are dull and slow to perceive. Their ears are plugged and hard of hearing that have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Otherwise, they would have had eyes to see and open hearts to hear. But their open mind and open minds to understand if they would have turned to me, I would have healed them. So we've forgotten what it means to be teachable, to have a moldable heart. Number two, we've fallen asleep and we've began to lose our hunger. This story, again, comes from a parable, Matthew 25. You know the story of the 10 virgins, the five that were wise, the five that were unwise. And I find this verse so interesting in verse uh, four. It says, five of them were foolish, ill-prepared. They took no extra oil for their lamps. Five of them are wise, and they took a flask and began to fill it. But when the bridegroom came, Or Sorry, when the bridegroom didn't come like they expected or like they had thought, the five became drowsy and fell asleep. I find this part interesting because the five that were foolish, it's not that they were totally unsaved. In fact, they had an understanding of what this oil was for, but they never prepared themselves like the other five. They were ready in and out of season. They were having the oil you know, the oil represents intimacy with the Lord. That constant place of God, it's me and you. Beyond what people see, it is, it's that hunger for us with the Father. And it is little choices that lead us into intimacy with Jesus, right? It's not just enough to come on a Sunday, but it's these little choices that we make throughout our lives. The choices that nobody sees that become the most powerful. It's one thing to say that you want something. There's a lot of people that want God. There's a lot of people that are like, yeah, I would like that. But there's very few that take the time to seek. Seeking is a long-term expo- exploration. It comes with disappointments. It comes with at times expectations. But it is a journey to discover this man called jesus and number three they're unwilling to pay the cost you see the the other um, parable here in matthew thirteen forty four through 46 right it's a man who goes to this field and finds the pearl of great price and what does he do he he takes every single thing that he has lays it on the line to purchase this field so that he can have this beautiful um this beautiful pearl It's the kingdom of heaven. It's totally free of charge. You've heard me say this before. It's free of charge, and yet it costs everything. We're unwilling to pay the price of time in our lives and risk the pain that at times comes with that journey. And number three, I love this part. We are unrepentant, unforgiving. We're not slow to show generosity or mercy, right? Right? The Pharisees, they had all the right answers. And yet, if you look at their life, that wellspring, our wellspring is supposed to look like something. Jesus talks about this in the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's not enough to know something, but you have to exemplify something. And this is where I really feel like there's oftentimes the lack in the church, right? We know the gospel of Jesus and what it calls, but the moment we find a fence in our heart, the moment that there's pain in a moment, instead of being open and honest and vulnerable, um, we at times try to hide and conceal that everything's fine and we're great. and, And yet we're holding on to so much unforgiveness. We don't have the humility to repent this wellspring in our life is a jewel a jewel that cost the cost of it is great and yet it is so worth it to keep that wellspring pure so what do we talk about we talked about the importance of your heart the importance of your ability to dig in and make that space with Jesus I, I love when Christine Kane talked about this recently she's like God start with me It has to start with you. Nobody can do it for you. Nobody can feed you enough. It has to start with an inner hunger and a desire to have purity and intimacy of heart with Jesus. And then we talked about what begins to block that. Just to recap quickly. It's our inability to be taught. It's the fact that we oftentimes fall asleep because of disappointment and we've lost our hunger. We're unwilling to pay the cost, or maybe it is that we're holding on to unrepentance, unforgiveness. We have the inability to show generosity or show mercy like Jesus. So that's a lot to talk about, but I just want to say that I'm so excited to hear what you guys are going to talk about. God bless you guys as you guys take this time to dialogue about the message today and what it means to tend to that sacred ground. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard.